The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have beracha b'kol mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Daf Samech Aleph. Today's daf is being studied on the Neshmat of Rabbi Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tenechanu began Eden. Amen. Begin today's daf on Samech Amud Bet, and we are on the bottom line. Tanya, we have a brayta. We learned on yesterday's daft that Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai made a statement to Gabir Kohen he's allowed to marry a giyorit that's less than three years old. So since we're quoting already statements of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, so the Gemara quotes another statement as well. He says that regarding the graves. Of goyim, they do not metameh, do not cause a person to become tameh in an oil, which means if a person uh, roofs or is under the same roof as a uh, met of a goy, or he roofs himself over the kever of a goy, they do not have the ability to exude tumash in the emar, kotz pasuk, pasuk in yehaskel, ve'eten soni tson mar'iti adam atem. Pasuk says that the Jewish people are called Adam. Adam Atem. You are Adam. So the Gemara makes the Rasha Atem Kiruim Adam. Ve'en avde kochavim Kiruim Adam. Which means you are called Adam, but the Guim are not called Adam. And when it comes to the uh, Pasuk that talks about Tumat Ohel, the Pasuk is Adam Kiyamut Be'ohel. So therefore, since the Guim are not called Adam, so therefore they're not going to have the laws of Tum'ah applying to them. Lashim, Adam, Atem, Kiruim, Adam, Begabet, Tum'at, Oel, Ketiv, Adam, Kiyamut, Be'ohel. So therefore it's not subject to them, does not apply to the Guim. So comes Gibran and says, Metibe, we have a question. Venefesh, Adam, Shisha, Asar, Aleph. So it says when the Jewish people came back from the war against Midian. So it says they brought back with them captives. And the captives are obviously the Goyim. And it says they brought back 16,000. And it says they were Adam. And that's Goyim. So you see Goyim are called Adam. So the Gebra says, Mishum Behema Asher Behema. Which means because they also brought back animals. So in in comparison to animals, so the Goyim are called Adam. But we're discussing over the Gabay Yehudim, they're not called Adam. So over there, just to differentiate, they brought animals back as well in the, to, you know, from the spoils of the war. So therefore, the Gabay, the animals, they're called uh, Adam. But they're not called Adam in, uh, in relation to Bnei uh, Israel. The Kabbalah quotes another pasuk from Megillat, or Sefer Yonah. Asher Yeshba Harbe Mishtem Asler Bo Adam Asher Loyada Ben Yimino Velismolo. The other Pasuk, some have it in the text, Ubehema Rabba. It means they had uh, 120,000, well, actually, uh, 
Yeah, 10,000 times uh, 12. Shtem Isre Rebo Adam Ashelo Yad'a Ben Yemino So they don't know the difference between their right and their left. So the Gabbara is calling them Adam. Even though over there people in Nineveh, which we're talking about in this Pasuk over here, were considered Wagoim. Let's call them Adam. So the Gabbara says again, Mishum Behema. Again, because again they were talking about the animals over there. So in relation to the animals, they're also called Adam. Comes the Gabbara and says, Kol horeg nefesh vechol nogeya bechalal tetchatau. She says, in that war when the Jewish people went to Midian, it says that anybody that came in contact or killed a person or touched a corpse, tetchatau, they have to purify themselves. Now, the war was against Guim. So, Rabbi Shalom and Yohai, I can't come along and say that Kivri Akum is not Metameh. You see in the wall over here that the people have to purify themselves. So, the Kivri Akum is the Median Ketiv. So the Gebara says, Dilma had Israel. Maybe it's talking about where Israel died. And therefore they came in contact with him, which means could be unknowingly uh, it's possible that a Jew died in that war. And therefore the other soldiers came in contact with the Jew. Now we have a law that says we have Safik Tum'ah and Rishut Yahid. So So therefore it could be on one of the side streets over there during the war and the soldiers are walking by. It could be there was a corpse there, that it's a fake, is it a Jew or not? So when they came back from the war, they said, you know what, everybody has to purify themselves because of the Safik Tumah. But the point is it wasn't because of the Green. The fact that they had to come back to war to purify themselves because of the Jews. So the Rabbanan, oh, so what about the, the, the rabbis? Because the rabbis, uh, how are they going to understand? They hold that Kivri Akum uh, is Metameh. Uh, is so therefore, how, 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 how are the Hakamim going to understand this? So comes the Gemara and says, "V'rabbanan lo nifkad memenu ish," which means the rabbis they hold when it says in the pasuk, "Lo nifkad memenu ish," which means it says the pasuk nobody died, which means there were no uh, there were no uh, no deaths. So therefore, where did the tuba must have come from? From the goyim, and therefore they hold kivri akum is mitameh. And don't tell me it's coming from a Jew, because they say nobody died in the war. Oh, so how does the Bishwam and Yahai learn that Pasuk Lo Nifkad Bemenu Ish? But the Bishwam and Yahai, Lo Nifkad Bemenu Ish La Avera. Which means when the Jewish people went to war against Midian, again the woman tried to seduce them a second time. Hmm. When the soldiers went out to war. So the Pasuk telling you, Lo Nifkad Bemenu Ish La Avera. Nobody got seduced to commit sin, even though there might have been casualties. So there could have been Jewish casualties, so that's where the Tumah came from. But don't have nobody committed Avera. Uh, so comes the Gemara now and says, So that's the first really shita of the Bishnah in Yahai. He's coming along and saying that Kevre Ovedok Ovedeko Chavim Enamitameim Beoil. There really is no Tumah Beoil. Comes the Ravina gives a different answer. Ravina Amar Nihi Demaatinu Kira. So Ravina makes a look. He says the Torah only says the word Adam by Tumat Oil. So in the Kaname, when Nabi Shalom Yuhai said his deen, he was only referring to Tumat Oil. But he wasn't referring to other Tumot. Does the Pasuk exclude them when it comes to, let's say, Tumat Maga? 
touching them, or masa carrying them, and therefore in the warm midyan we could say it was touching them and carrying them. That's why the Torah says you have to come out to goyim. You, you don't have to come out to say Jews. You can say it was really the goyim. And we're going to be shomim yochai. He only discussed his law called by tomato oil. So because we have two different answers here. Quite the first answer of the bishomim yochai and goyim mitamei bechlam. That we said oil is not dafka. It means in in goyim does not exude tuma, not a magan, not a masat. So we have to answer the the war of midyan like he answered them. So about Jews. Quite the Avinas says no. The bishomim specifically was dafka to about oil, but to about tumat magan, tumat masai. So now the uh, question is, what is the uh, what is the halakha the ma'aseh on this over here? So regarding the question, is the Kohen allowed to go into a non-Jewish cemetery? That's really the question. Is there going to be uh, tum'ah? So the Rambam in Uchot tum'at met, perek alef halakha gimal, is posek like Rabbi Shem'on ben Yochai, according to the understanding of Ravina. And therefore, he allows the Kohen to go into the cemetery, even if he's ma'ahil, over the grave, so long as he doesn't have tum'at maga, doesn't directly come in contact with touching, or tum'at masa carrying. Tosafot, the name of the ri, is posek like Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, according to the first understanding, and therefore... Uh, they are osir uh, when it says over oil, but uh, also the other cases as well. Maran and Shuhana Ruch and Raman you did Shin Ayin Bet Rakabet say Nachonahmir that the uh, coin should not go into a cemetery. So the Mahmir even uh, against Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai, which means I hold like the Shitab Rabbanan that say really a coin should be Mahmir to stay away even from walking into a cemetery. Comes the next Mishnah and says, Cemetery of Goyim that is. Comes the next Mishnah and says, Ires at the Almana. Okay, Kohen Gadol got engaged to an Amana. We had this case earlier. Vinit Kohen Gadol. And then he was appointed to become the Kohen Gadol. Now, an Almana is forbidden to a Kohen Gadol. Yichno, so he can consummate the marriage. There was a fellow called Yoshua Ben Gamla. He was a Kohen. Shekadeshet Marta Bat Baitos. He met Kedushinta Marta Bat Baitos. Marta Bat Baitos was a. Uh, Almana, Uminu Amelech, Liot Kohen Gadol, and then the king appointed Yosho Mengavla to become the to become the Kohen Gadol, the Kansa, and he consummated the marriage. So you see a story to support the halacha that we just said. Shomeret Yabam, we have a lady that fell to Yibum, Shenafla Lefnei Kohen Ediot, right? She fell in front of a Kohen Ediot. And then all of a sudden he was appointed to become the Kohen Gadol. Even already he locked her up with a Ma'amar. So you have to see what's the difference. The problem is she's an Almana. And the Kohen cannot marry a Kohen Gadol, cannot marry Almana. She's also not a Betula as well. So we have to see exactly why in the first case she's telling me that if it's an almana, he can consummate. When she comes, comes in a case where she's a shomerit yabam, you're telling me he cannot consummate. The will give us the difference. But let's go to the Gemara's first case. shim almana. How do we know if a person, let's say, got engaged to an almana? He can consummate the marriage. Because that's a problem. Bottom line, he's getting married now, and he's a Kohen Gadol, and she's Almana. 
So it says, Tamud Amal Yikah Isha. Which is, we have a extra pesukim uh, over here, extra words over here. It says, Kim betula be'amav yikah isha. So the extra words yikah isha teaches me that even in this case, yikah isha. Just so long as he took her when it was permissible, he can consummate it. So they're actually from the extra words. As she says, Hai isha lo istadikh el drasha. The word isha is extra. Oh, so if that's the case, Shemini Tebam also should be permissible. Why don't you include her? Because Isha velo Yibama. The person Yika Isha. So the difference is Isha, not a Yibama. So it was all based on the Rashad. Comes again and says, Ma'aseh B'Yoshua. Right, we have the story of Yoshua bin Gamla. So it says, Minahu In. Meaning it says, the king appointed him to be the Kohen Gadol. Nitmane Lo. But he was not appointed from the Sanhedrin. The Quran says, Amar of Yosef, Katir Kahazina Haka. We see over here a conspiracy. The Amar of Ase, Tarkeba, the Dinre, Aila, Le Martabat Baitos, Liyanai Malka, Ademukile, Yoshua Bengamla, Bekane Rabrebe. Martabat Baitos was a rich lady. Martabat Baitos sent a, a big bribe. To Yanai the king, in order that he should elevate her husband, Yoshua ben Gamla, to become the Kohen Gadol. So you see over here, when it says the king anointed, appointed him, so you see there was conspiracy going on over here. Because it was a payoff. And therefore he became the Kohen Gadol as such. Even though the Gemara Babatra says good things about Yoshua ben Gamla, he started the education system, the schooling system in Kla Israel. But when it came to the Kehuna Gadola, there was uh, a payoff from his wife in order to bring the. Uh, now she says, What is it? It's much more. would have been worthy. Katir kazina haka kesher shel reshaim. Kesher, a conspiracy of the reshaim. Anido ekan shelo yara ulekach ela shenatan mamon. He paid money. Uminu comes the next mishnah and says, Kohen gadol shemet. So we have a Kohen Gadol that died. Achiv. Oh, it's really like this. Kohen Gadol Shemit, Achiv. That's better. Kohen Gadol Shemit. So Achiv, Cholet, Velom Yabim. Okay, so Kohen Gadol died. So his brother is Cholet, but he's not Miyabim. Rashi. Cholet, Kohen Gadol. Oh, so that's the first way I read it. There's a brother there. That's exactly. So, so I read it the first way. Hokohen Gadol, Kama Shemit Achiv. That his brother died. So Hokohen Gadol is falling out to Yibum and Halitza. So the deen is, So the discussion is, can the Kohen Gadol make a Yibum and Halitza? So the deen is, Let's read the Shib one more time. Cholet Kohen Gadol Velom Yabim. The Almanahi. Obviously, she becomes she's almana. Therefore, it's going to be asur. Comes the Gemara and says, "Kapasek v'tane lo shena mina erusin velo shena mina nisuin," which means this almana, this shomerit yabam that fell to the kohen gadol, doesn't matter if she fell from the nisuin if she was married to the first brother or whether she was only an arusa. I mean, no matter how she fell, she's still considered an. So, I understand the logic why from the Nisu'in, you're going to tell me that he cannot marry her. Which means, we have an Aseh that's about to make Yibum. We have a Lot Aseh that is allowed to take a Almana. 
And we also have another Aseh of what? We have a Aseh of Betula, uh, which means the Torah tells us that the Kohen has to take, Kohen can only take a Almanach, so it's an Aseh Velot Aseh. You have the Aseh of Betula, you have the Lot Aseh of, that he cannot take an Almanach. Ve'en Aseh Dukhe Lot Aseh Ve'aseh. The Aseh of Yibum does not push away an Aseh and a Lot Aseh. That's why I have no, that's why I understand why I'm in the Nesu'in. And I'm in the Erusin, but if it's only from the Erusin, so Sefer, she's still a Betula. So the Vuyavo Aseh Ve'yidre Et Lot Aseh. Let the Aseh of Yibum come along and push away the Lot Aseh of Almana, based on the regular rule, Aseh Dore, Lot Aseh, Gabra says, Gezera Biarishona, we're concerned not about the first bi. You're right. The first bi, which is a mitzvah yibum. So there we say what the kadamit should be permissible. But we're concerned that if you let him do the first bi, which was working with the asid the he might make a second bi. The second bi already is not yibum anymore, and therefore she is an almana. And therefore goes back, she becomes uh, an Amana again. And therefore we cannot do it. So we made a Gezira, we're not going to even let do the first Biyah, after we might do the second Biyah. That's why even Mina'irusin, it is going to be forbidden. It comes the next Mishnah, it says, Kohen Ediyot, you have a Kohen Ediyot, a regular Kohen. Lo Yisa Ailonit. Ailonit is a lady that's already 20 years old. She cannot, she's not childbearing, she doesn't have the signs, let's say. Of uh, uh, let's say of uh, maturity of a woman, and therefore she's called an ailunit. So it says a kohen yot cannot marry an ailunit. We have to see why not. So it says isha ubanim. Unless already he has a wife and children. If he has a wife and children already, they can marry her. So the biu daomer apapishesto isha ubanim lo yisa ailunit shehi zona amurabo torah. Rabbi says even if he has a wife and children, he cannot marry an Ailunit because she's considered a zona. When the Torah says a Kohen cannot marry a zona, that's considered like an Ailunit as a zona. We have to see why she's considered a zona. The Chamim Omrim and zona ela giyoret or mishuchneret mishne beila beila zinut. I can't say no. That's not a zona. A zona is only a giyoret, which means she was when she was a goya, she went with goyim or mishuchneret. That's also an eved or shifchak and anit. That also went with goyim v'shnevayla be'ilad zenut. Or, for example, Yisraelit that went with somebody that's pasulta. So therefore, he says either you have from goyim zenut kotan gamim, or you have a Yisrael that went with Yisraelit that went with somebody that is forbidden to. So now the Gemara has to understand this first law regarding a kohen and an ailurit. So the Gemara says, Amar leishkeluta lebuna ma'itarama. What's the reason why the Tanakhama says so the kohen and cannot marry an ailurit unless he has children? It says, Mishum because we want him to have uh, children. So the Gemara says, Well, only Kohanim commanded on Periyah v'Rebiyah. It should be even in Israel. If he, if he has that children, even Israel should not marry an Ailunit. Since the reason why it said Kohen uh, in the Reshah is because we're going to mention the Biudah Shita in the Sefa. And the Biudah says even if he has a wife and children, he cannot marry an Islam because she's considered a Zona. Now, Zona is only a law by Kohanim, it's not a law by Israelim. So once already we're discussing the Biudah Shita, which only applies to Kohanim in the Sefa, so in the Resha we also discussed only Kohanim, even though the Din in the Resha would apply even to Israelim. Comes the Gemara and says, 
Why does a Buddha say that Alunit is considered a zona? So Gibra says, because the Pasuk says, because Pasuk over here is in Hosea. It says, Ve'achelu ve'lo yizba'u. They're going to eat, they're not going to be satiated. Hiznu ve'lo yifrotsu. They're going to commit znut and they're going not going to be, and they're not going to multiply. Ve'lo yifrotsu. They're not going to be uh, plenty. So you see what? Znut is considered on somebody that cannot multiply. That's an ailonit. In ailonit, the bi'ah and the ailonit, there's not going to lead to anything. She cannot have children. And the Torah, the Navi calls that a znut. So you see, Amar Abuna, Amar Abuna, Rabbi Yehuda, Dekhtiv Akhru, Velo Yizba'u, Hiznu, Velo Yifru, So call bi'ah, She'em ba'ah, Pirtza'ah, which means any bi'ah that cannot lead to, to multiply, to have children, Ena, Ena, Be'ilat, Zenut. Now this because she's unable to. We're not talking about, let's say, a, a, a ketana, let's say, would be permissible. Because eventually she will be able to. Or let's say you have a zikena, which is permissible because she was able to. Uh, but in this case, of it, intrinsically, she's not possible to have children. That's what the Tosafot speaks out uh, as well on top. She'll get to maturity. Each, you can never have uh, children. That's what we're talking about over here. So comes the Gemara and says, Tanya, we have a brighter. B and the answer Omer. It's the discussion now. The answer made a statement. Kohen lo yisa etaketana. He made a statement and explained it. He just said you should know a Kohen should not marry. He didn't tell us if it's a Kohen Gadol or Kohen Idiot. He just said she, she should not marry a Ketana. So the Gemara says, Amar le Rav Hazda le Raba. So Rav Hazda tells Raba, Puk ayen ba. You better go analyze the Bil Azar statement. Why? Because in the evening, Ravuna Minach. Ravuna is going to ask you the Pirush of the statement. So therefore, you better go get some analysis of what the Bil Azar meant over here, what the Azar meant, in order you can explain it later when they're going to ask you the question. Nafag, so he went out. That's Rabba. And he analyzed it. Rabbi Eliezer Sabar la Kirabi Meir, the Sabar la Kirabi Yehuda. Must be that Rabbi Eliezer came to his conclusion that a Kohen cannot marry a Ketana because he holds of two opinions. He holds of Shitat Rabbi Meir and he holds of Shitat of Rabbi Yehuda. What are these two opinions? So he Sabar la Kirabi Meir, the Hayish Lemiuta. We know Rabbi Meir Shitat throughout Shas is what? He suspects to a minority. He suspects to a case that's in the minority. For example, in this case over here, what are we worried? If you're going to marry the Ketana, she might never mature. She might end up becoming an Ailonit. What are the odds? Now, most girls grow up and they're not Ailonit. But if you're holding me either, you to a Mi'uta, you have to be concerned that what? That this girl's not going to mature properly. She's going to end up an Ailonit. Therefore, it's a problem. So what? Oh, this Abana can be Udad, but Ailonit, Zonahavya. And he also holds of the Biyudah that we just learned that says she's considered a zona as well. So therefore, combine those two she taught. So we're worried about a Mi'utah, she might be an Adunit. If she is an Adunit, she's considered a zona. Therefore, the Biyudah says you should know a Kohen should not marry a Ketana. That is his deen. Comes to the Kedashi on top. The Biyudah says the Mi'utah. Kedetan Kamat Katam. That's the you might see that this lady is going to become a Ailurid. Kabara says, 
Does the bee and the aizen actually hold of the bee? Meir shita that's choshesh the miutah v'atanya. We learned in the brayta katan uktana regarding minors. Lo cholzin velo miyabimim devrer bimeir. Rabbi Meir says they cannot make not chalitza and not yibum. Okay, why? The Gemara will explain. We accept what you said by a katana or a katan that they cannot make, let's say, halitza katana cannot make halitza. We understand why. Because when the Torah talks about making halitza, the Torah uses the word ish. Right, the parashah halitza says ish lakahat etivimto. So it says the word ish. And we make a comparison a case between Isha and Ish, which means it has to be an adult. So I understand when it comes to Halitza, you got to have adults. But what's the reason why you can't make Yibum? Which is, we don't have a Pasuk that says Ish by Yibum. So the Chaurah, even a Katan, should be able to make a Yibum. What's, what's, what's your problem? Or Katana. So Amalek Katan, Shema Yimsa Siris. The concern is over here that maybe the katan is not going to be fertile. And therefore, what's going to be the problem? If he's not going to be able to bear children, so there's no yibum. Then it already becomes eshet ah. So therefore, we're concerned. Maybe the kid's uh, sinit. You don't know what he is yet. Ketana shema timsa ailonit. And the katana, we're worried that uh, maybe she's not going to be chosen. She's going to come in ailonit. And what's the problem? V'nimsu pokaim be'erva. It comes out, they end up going with an erva. So that you see the clearly shitav to be meir by halitzan yibum, where he holds the din of hashishin the miuta. The tanya, but we have another bright that says ketana mityabemet veena choletzit devrer bili ezer. Clearly, the bili ezer says what the ketana can make yibum because we're not pushing that she's going to become an ailuni. So you see clearly, the bili ezer not hold of. Rabbi Meir. So I can just tell me, oh, he also Rabbi Meir. He clearly argues on him when it comes to this case. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Pog'im be'erva. I quote to Rabbi Meir, we're worried. Keban delav b'nei akamat she'em ninu. Right, since they're not able to bear children. Pagah be'eshet ahashlo b'mkom mitzvah. Right, now everybody says, eshet ah. Derachmana patre dikhtiva she'et teled. Right, the Torah we learned earlier said that only some of that can bear children. Prat la'ilonit. So the deen is according to Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer said, "Ketana mitjabemet ve'na cholitzet." Rashi, "Te'ena nifteret leshuk b'halitzata." De'en ma'ase ketana klum. So Rashi brings a different reason over. He says the reason according to Rabbi Eliezer why the halitza the ketana is nothing is because her ma'ase is nothing. She's a ketana. Her ma'ase does not have any halachic uh, ability over here. So therefore, she cannot become mutar to the shuk on a uh, procedure that was done by uh, some that's not uh, legal. Avam mityabemet. Now look at Rashi's language here. V'tigdal etzlo v'titkayim mitzvat yibum. And the chief language over here is a little... Smash uh, from the first reading, you're doing the Yibum later. But that's not what he says. He says it can make Yibum L'Chaorah right away. But what does that she mean? Ava mityabemet v'tigdal etzlo v'titkayim mitzvat Yibum. So unless you have to say that she's a ketana, the whole purpose of Yibum is to have children. So technically she can make Yibum when she's a ketana. 
but they got to stay married for a while in order to really do the yibum to have children. So therefore, she's saying, don't think uh, you know, fulfill the yibum uh, just with the beyond. It's over. Really, she's not childbearing yet. So therefore, you have to wait uh, until uh, she becomes childbearing. Just giving you, it, 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 it is corner the yibum, but uh, you have to stay with her a little just in order to fulfill the uh, reason of the uh, of the yibum. In any event, you see clearly that what according to the B in the eyes, it has not to be here. Now, Ukhra Biyuda, Misabana, and he also has no love to be Yuda. She's killing the Biyuda, Ezra does not hold that I don't need to say Hayam Yishum Zona. Why? Because Vatanya, we learned in a Braita Zona, Zona Kishma, Devreir Biyuda Ezra. When it says in the Torah Zona, it's Zona like it sounds, like its name. What does Zona mean? A lady that turns. Okay, that she goes off the path. So that she says, that's specifically referring to Eshet Ish. Which means she's married and she went with somebody else. She turned. She went off. So therefore, according to the B and the Aizid, as he learned Zona, Eshet Ish. So therefore, it's not like the Biudah. The Biudah is even, I don't need this because it's Zona. So therefore, he doesn't hold of the Biudah either. Now we're going to see other she taught what makes a Zona. The Biakiva Omer, Zona, Zu Mufkeret. This is a lady that is Hefkeret. That she, Afilu Pinuya. Which is even a single girl. Which is once already she makes herself a care to everybody. Means she goes with anybody. She's already considered a zona. Which is that she holds that a pinuya. One time if she went with somebody else doesn't make a zona. She, that has to be her derech. Uh, ish. Even if we went once, but not even according to the Akiva, it's considered a zona. To according to the Akiva is that a pinuya can also be, can be a zona, but what has to be? Mufkeret lako, more than once. That's the second chita. Now we go to the third chita. But ya bin harashumin afidu alak ba'alala shkota, uba'alaya baderech asaha zona. Which means, let's say a husband's taking his wife to the bit of Mikdash for the waters of the sota. Halakha says that until she drinks, he's forbidden to be with her. So let's say on the way up to the bit of Mikdash, to give her the words of that, he went with her. So the difference is, even the husband that goes with the wife can make her a zona. If he dies now, she would be forbidden to marry a coin according to Rabbi Matya. Even if he dies, he be forbidden to the coin. Next shita. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Zona Zu Ailonit Even Ailonit Like we learned above Because Mama and she cannot Produce children So that was considered a Zona What to the next Shita Vachemim Omerim En Zona Ela Giyoret Like that's a convertist Which means originally She was a Goya She was going with Goyim Um Shuhreret That she was a Shifhak And Arit also She was going with Goyim Vishinifahidah Be'idah Zenuto For that matter A Yisraelite That goes with somebody That is Forbidden to her That she Ela giyorit Dinibailah Benukhriyutah Le'ovdeh kuchavim Right During her uh, Non-Jewish hood She went with Goyim Vichin Mishukhreret Le'ovdeh kuchavim Ve'evedu 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 Paste Which means Ovedu kuchavim uh, even the Ebed, right? That, 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 that goes with these uh, people. They're not, she's a hal on uh, this uh, Shifha. So, therefore, it's also Pasud. Right? The Mamzir. Uh, according to Achamir, it's going to become a. 
uh, she becomes Ezra now because of this. The next sheet, Arbili Ezra Omer, Panui Haba Al Penuya Shelo Leshem Ishut Asa Azona. I think I have to change that to the Bil Azar because we had to be the Ezra sheet earlier. So the Bil Azar says. Which means just a single person goes with a single girl. Not for the sake of Ishut. Uh, already she becomes a Zona as well. So what's the difference between this Shita and the Shita of Rabbi Akiba? Rabbi Akiva said Zona Zumufkeret. Sounds like it has to be more than once. Right, that she says over here. Right, one time is not pasul. It's going to be el azar. Even one time is a problem. Right, that's the point. Oh, so we're back to the question. What did he mean? What did it be the azar mean? So let's go back. I mean, the azar made a statement. Kohen should not go with a ketana. So we thought, oh, because it's a combination. He also could be Mi'id, that he's Choshesh, that Mi'udah, maybe she can be an Ailonit, and he also could be Yudah, that maybe, uh, that Ailonit is a Zona. So the combination of that, that makes it Shita. No, he doesn't know to be Mi'id, and he doesn't know to be Yudah. So what does he mean? So he says, Ela Amarab Adam Barahaba, Acha Bikohen Gadol Askinan. Now we're talking about a Kohen Gadol saying that a Kohen Gadol cannot marry a Ketana. So now the Gemara says, what's the case over here? kanila, which means, when is he going to be koneha? Lechi gadla. Not going to be koneha until she becomes a gedola. By that time already, beulai. Already there was, uh, she, she's a beulah. She's the Gemara is assuming that when she was a ketana, he was with her. But when he was with her, he was not koneha. And therefore, when does she get the Kenyan for Kedushin? Only when she becomes an adult. By the time she gets to the adult, where the, the, the Suin is going to be Ha'al, she already was a Be'ula from him. So the Gibraltar says, well, what's the case? Give us the exact scenario, what happened over here. So the Gibraltar says, Amarava Mechale Lev. Which means, this is difficult to perceive. It literally means the destruction of the Sechel. The destruction of the mind. Which is, what are you talking about? If the case is where she was a kitana and her father married her off to the Kohen Gadol, according to the Torah law, a father can make Kadesh, like we learned, marry off his daughter when she's a kitana So therefore, there's no problem with that. And the second the father gives her over, it's considered Kedushim in the Torah, therefore, He's marrying her legally. There's no problem in that case. So if she got married herself, which her marriage is not a marriage from the Torah, why are you saying it's only to be the Ezra, even the Banan? Even the rabbis will agree that this going cannot uh, consummate this marriage. Because bottom line, the marriage of a Kitana is nothing. She cannot marry herself off in the Torah. Correct? And therefore, what's going to happen? He's going to go with her. By the time she becomes a gadol or gedolah, she's already tainted. She's a be'olah. So why do you tell her to be the Isid? Even Hakamim will agree that there be that 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 a ketana that married herself off, she cannot be consummated into the marriage of a kohen gadol because by the time she gets a gedolah, she's already a be'olah. So it doesn't make sense either according to the shita. So we're back to the question: What was the be'olah talking about? 
אלא אמר אבל לעולם בכהן הדיוט. Back to the case. We're talking about a Kohen Hidyot over here. So why can a Kohen Hidyot not marry a Ketana? We're worried if a Kohen Hidyot's going to marry the Ketana, what's going to end up happening? She might get seduced by somebody else. And what's going to be the problem if she gets seduced by somebody else? She's going to be forbidden to the Kohen husband. So the Kohen husband Ah, so if you're worried about seduction, so you, nobody should marry Ketana, even Israel. So Gemara says, no, Pituye Ketana Ones Haba, which means a Pituye seduction is considered as if she's raped. The Ones be Israel Mishlashareh, and the Ones, Anusah is permissible to go back to her husband as Israel, but Anusah is permitted to go back to her husband that is a Kohen. So therefore the concern of here, according to the Shita, is that we as a Kohen, a Kohen Adyot. Should not marry a ketana because she's easily seducted because she is a ketana, and the concern is she might go with somebody else, and therefore she's going to be forbidden to her kohen husband. Therefore, do not uh, you do not advise such a uh, such a thing. And she says that the fish end but daat. She does not have daat. The bach head over there. Right, da'at halim. She doesn't have uh, healthy or clear, uh, clear da'at. Okay, she's not uh, mature. The papa amar, papa gives a different answer. Bechohen gadol. We're talking about a kohen gadol. Also, why can a kohen gadol marry a ketana? The aitana who is following the tana that says the tanya betula. It says in the Torah that the kohen gadol has to marry a betula. Yachol ketana. So it could be, can he marry Ketana? Ketana is a betula. Tamud Omar, Isha. But the Mosul Pasuk says, Vu Isha, betula, which is called Isha. Or, Isha, ya kol bogeret. So it says, Isha, maybe even a bogeret. Tamud Omar, betula. So it goes back to betula. Haketzad, yatstam, mechlal katnut, velechlal bagrut, lo bat. Which means, she has the command of katnut, but not enter yet bagrut. Meaning she's a ne'ara. Right, that's what Abba gets a shita from that says a kohen gadok can only marry a ne'ara, not a bogeret and not a ketana. That's what the is saying. Kohen gadok lo yisak ketana. The finish. Well, you have to only marry a ne'ara. She can't be an isha, but she can't be a ketana as well. Right. So therefore, where can't be a bogeret, can't be a ketana. So where is she? Can be something in the middle. When it says the word betula, it means a ne'ara. Okay, that would be like a 12, uh, 12 and 6 months. That's the window for Ne'ara. What did it say in the Pasuk? And also calls a what? Betula. So you see, Ne'ara, Betula, this is synonymous. The Bir Azar Omer, we go back to one of the Shitot of Znut. We saw in yesterday's daf as well, the Amram made a statement, we do not follow the halakha of the Bil Azar. The Panuya does not make znud. Comes the next Mishnah. A person should not 
mevatel himself, abstain from the mitzvah of piruvu of having children. Unless he has children already. Now, how many children is considered uh, fulfilling the mitzvah? B'chamai say a person has to have to fulfill the mitzvah at least two boys. Betelel says you have to have at least one boy, one girl. When God created the world, He created the world and populated it originally with Zachar and Keba. So therefore, just like God created the world like that, that's the way He's supposed to create as well. So therefore, you have to have minimum a boy and a girl. So it comes to Gabbara now and analyzes... <coughs> So Zafot comes over and says, "Loi batil Adam beperiyah berebiyah." Afagav de mirishas shemayin anad dekatani kohen idiot lo yisrael lo nit v'lav dav kohen kadamin na'ayil. We learned this above that what even a yisrael cannot marry an alunit because he has to have children. So we know this law already. Loi batil Adam. Komakom istarich hakalanek diyukim de gemara imishup peluktad betchabah betelel Adam tarinah. Which means either because the gemara is going to make some diyukim right now, that's why we need to repeat this mishnah, or to teach us the machlok betchabah betelel. What is the minimum amount of uh, children where you fulfill the Therefore, the repetition comes to and says, "Ha yesh lo banim." Also, we make a diuk. But if he has children, batil. Which means, so there's not much. You don't have to have children anymore. However, meisha no batil, but you still got to be married. Which is what the, what the Mishnah is telling you: if you have children, so you can be batil for periyav But you still have to have a Wife. So the Gemara says, "Mesaya leil Rav Nachman, Amar Shmuel, Damar, Afapish Yisto Adam, Kama Banim." In a person has several children, Asul Amod Belo Isha. He cannot remain without a wife. Shen Emar Lo Toviot Adam Lebado. It's not good. It's not good for a person to be alone. That she Meisha Lo Batil. Right? Right? Oh, what's the, what's the implication of the Mishnah? He has children. Which means the, this Duke is saying, and from a wife also, because what's the purpose of the wife? To have children. So therefore, once you have children, it means even the wife as well. Oh, that's a question, because Rav Nachman said, even if a person has children, he should have a wife. Because not to be with Adam the Bado. That's Rishnah's master. If you have children already, you don't even have to have a wife. Kabbalah says, Lo, en lo banim. Means if he doesn't have children, no se isha bat banim. If he doesn't have children, then he has to marry a childbearing wife. Yesh lo banim. No se isha de la bat banim. He's even allowed to marry a lady that is not child. So really saying the same thing. Which means, when the Mishnah was mashma, that what? He doesn't have to have a wife. I mean, he doesn't have to have a wife that's childbearing. But he has to have a wife that's uh, even the non-childbearing. He has to have a wife of Beglau. 
Nafkamina. What's Nafkamina? I know this. Limkor Sefer Torah Bishvil Banim. To sell the Sefer Torah. Which means, normally we have a halakha that says it's so important to get married to a lady, to have children, that even if you sell the, you could sell the Sefer Torah, because you have a Sefer Torah in the community, you could sell the Sefer in order to make the wedding, in order to marry somebody to a childbearing woman, or they can have children. So Nafkamina, in this type of situation, we have children already, you don't sell the Sefer. Because already, this type of marriage, which means uh, you can either marry an old lady or a lady that is a barren. Where do we know this principle that the rabbis taught us? Bene banim haren kebanim. Now the Gemara specifically is asking on a specific case that she says. Abene bitoka'e. The discussion is how do you know the children from your daughter are considered bene banim kebanim? Which means as she says, the ben benopsitalan. Which means the son from your son. It's no question. Maybe the reason is I told my fashion ring down. What are we called? We're called bene Israel. The bene Israel are really from the grandchildren of Yaakov Abinu, from his son. Reuven's son is still called what? Bnei Yisrael, what does ever rule? Bnei That's pasut. But how do you know the children that come from the daughter? They also have the status of bnei banim kebanim. So the Gemara is going to bring a laaya. Ask a different question. They say, okay, so you want to have to have children? But didn't we learn in our Mishnah? We opened up today's shiur that even if a person cannot have children, he starts to have a wife. Lot of adam levado. Right. Even if she's not uh, childbearing, even if he's not childbearing, so not just shut. No, no, obviously. He didn't. No, he didn't. His wife died. His wife died. So therefore they told him, get married, take another wife. So he said, no, I'm, I'm good. What do you mean you're good? You're good from Peru Urvu, the Shitatcha. But what about the fact that you have to be married? So they give different answers. They say one answer that since he was a, uh, an Akkad, so what's the logic that you have to have a wife? Because by the way, a person has a Ta'ava. A different flow. So his Ta'ava remains in check. So he has a wife. He and Afshachat did not have a Ta'ava anymore. Once already he became a, a, an Akar, so that Ta'ava was non-existent by himself. The whole reason to have a, a wife, it was not necessary. Or, you say that, Torah to Manuto. She's doing on such a high level that his Torah was so uh, strong, like Ben Hazai, it says, was one of the great rabbis that did not uh, get married, because he said, I'm married to the Torah, so to speak. So Afshachat reached up by the Negasim, but he did not have to, uh, to, 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 to get married. So once you say that, so Afshachat was saying in humility, to the students, which means he was telling them, "Now nah, I fulfilled the Piyavnebiya with my." Uh, he didn't want to tell them, uh, you know, Torah to Manuto and things like that. He gave them a different excuse why he's not uh, getting married. Continues bene banim harehem kebanim. So we learned above that sometimes the grandchildren can be considered in the mitzvah perurvu as children themselves. So look at what I said. Samar ve'yelimemar thought to say like this: Bera lebara ubarta lebarta. For sure, if let's say a person had a son, okay, and before the son died, he had a son, so the son, the grandson replaces the son. And similarly, Barta the Barta. She's a person that had a daughter, the daughter had a daughter as well, this is granddaughter, so the granddaughter can replace the daughter, that's for sure. Because she can, Bera le Barta. 
Certainly, if he had a daughter, and the daughter produced a son, so for sure the son can uh, replace the daughter. The Gemara's assumption is that the son is on a higher level, let's say, than the daughter. So therefore, if he had, let's say, a daughter, and the daughter died, but before she died, she left the son, so that grandson can replace the daughter in your case also. But the Gemara wants to say, one case, no. If his son left the daughter... And then he died, that daughter cannot replace the son. And they want to make a difference over there. That's the only case. So three out of the four cases work. Son to son, uh, daughter to daughter, or the uh, daughter has a son. All those cases get good replacements. However, if the son has a daughter, that daughter cannot uh, replace. That's what Abaye thought to say. So comes again what says, Amar le says, Lashevet Yisara Ba'ya Ve'ha'ika. So what do you care? The Torah says what? You have to populate the world. Finally, they populated the world. Which means he had the, the child, the child produced a child, therefore, even though he passed away, it doesn't matter what they produced. Therefore, the Rabbi wants to contend and say, so long as he had, let's say, his two children. I have to start off, he had his two children, he had a boy and a girl. Even though one of them died, no matter what they produced, even if the boy produced a girl, doesn't matter. That uh, fellow fulfilled Padavid because both his children, Barman, had the ability to produce, they produced. Doesn't matter what they produced. Kabbalah says, but everybody agrees. Ben Abaye, Ben Lerava. Well, their argument is does a daughter from the son count? That's their mahloket. Right? The daughter had a son. Does the. I'm sorry. The son had a daughter. Does the daughter replace the son? That's why already we have a mahluk and abayin rabah. But everybody agrees in the following principle. What is this what? They call the alma mia. But everybody agrees that what? Tremehad lo. That if you have two children from one, it's not enough. Which means, if a person had a boy and a girl, let's say. Right? Let's say they both died, for example. I think a case like that even. Right? But one of them, before they died, had two children. A boy and a girl. So everybody's going to agree that that's not uniform for Because bottom line, you only had perpetuation from one. Everybody agrees you need to have the perpetuation from two of them. Which means if you had over here only one child that perpetuated, and then they died. So that everybody's going to agree, they're not fulfilled, but I don't care what he had, even if he had a boy and a girl. So the Gemara says, Velo, is that, uh, is that so? Why? What's the question? The rabbis once told Rav Sheshat. Rav Sheshat only had a girl. That was his children, he had a girl. Nasif ittitari, told the rabbi, why don't you get married? The Olid Bene. Get married, you can have uh, more children. You can have a, a chance to have more children. The Amar, what did he answer? Bene Barti Banaininu. He came along and said, My grandchildren from my daughter are like my children. So what do you see over here? Even though he only had one, correct? So he was only perpetuating from one, but even though she had more than one, he said, I'm good. So you see, you don't have to perpetuate from. Two different children. Even if you have one child that has several children, like the Rav Sheshat said, my uh, perpetuation is through my grandchildren. So the Gemara says, Here Rav Sheshat was just pushing them away. He really didn't mean that. Why was he pushing them away? The Rav Sheshat, he akar. Rav Sheshat was an akar. He was sterile. He wasn't able to have children. How did he become sterile, Rav Sheshat? From the shi'ud of Rav Huna. Rav Huna used to give a very long shi'ud. 
and there was very long shiur, and he had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the shiur. Ravuna, that is. Rav Sheshat, that is. And he couldn't leave in the middle of the shiur for some reason. So therefore, the Torah tells us that if a person does not uh, relieve himself in the right time, it can cause hospital sterility. So therefore, Rav Sheshat ended up becoming an akar because he couldn't leave the shiur of Ravuna. In any event, that's why when the, when the students came to him, he said, Rabbi, why don't you get married? He wasn't going to go into the whole thing and tell him he's an akar, that he can't get married. He said, no, don't worry, I, I fulfilled the, the mitzvah through my uh, grandchildren. But he would just dohay them. Really, he did not fulfill the mitzvah, because he only had a daughter, you need to have two. Oh, before he became Akkad. Before he became Akkad, he had a daughter. So the children, the, the students didn't know that he was Akkad. They came to Rabbi, he get married to, to have uh, more children. So he said, no, 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 don't worry, my, my great children, I'm, I'm Yotzeh. Yeah. And he was not Yotzeh. And now what? He was not Yotzeh. But I continues, Itmar, Hayulo Banim Vametu. Person had children, let's say, and then, Marminan, the children died. Ravuna Amar, Kiyem, Ravuna says, he fulfills Piriyavadibiyat. You had your children, finished. What happens to them after? Doesn't matter, according to Ravuna. As long as you had them, even though they didn't make it, they died after, you fulfilled. Rabbi Yohanan Amar, no Kiyem. Rabbi Yohanan says, no, you don't fulfill Piriyavadibiyat like this. Now we have to stay in the Makhlokin. So the Gemara says, Ravuna Amar, Kiyem, Musa's logic, Mishum, the Rabbi Aseh. Mashiach, which is Ben David, cannot come until all the Neshama will be depleted from the goof. The spirit will be born from me. And then the Pasuk says, Now what's the logic over here? What is this goof business? So the sheet tells us there's a certain otsar. There's a certain, uh, let's say, storage house or room in Shamayim. And that room is called goof. And in that room are all the neshamot that are destined to come down to the world. And the Gemara is telling over here that Mashiach cannot come in Ben David Ba. Until all the neshamot are going to be depleted from this room called goof. That means every time a child is born, that's one step closer to the final redemption. So therefore, according to Huna, you fulfill the purpose. You brought a child into the world, what do I care if he, if he, if he lives or not? Bottom line, the child left from the neshamot of the goof room over there, and came out to the world. So therefore, you, you fulfilled your, uh, your purpose. Doesn't it have to live? The purpose of having the children is what? To bring them one step close to the Mashiach. Therefore you did it. So therefore that's his uh, logic. Look at the bottom of Mashi. Mishum Rav Aseh. Kedomar. Ta'amad Piriyav Ribiyah. The reason of Piriyur Vu. Mishum Rav Aseh. Ve'hai kevan denatlo al yado. Meneshamot shebeoto otsar sheshmo guf. Harekim is a Piriyav Ribiyah. Bottom line, you brought those Neshamot out. That's why... You notice the Mepharshim bring down that before Geulah, you'll always see multiple births. And before Mishyam Mishnayim. Why? Because you had uh, Geulah taking place. So the Shemot have to come out of the goof. That's why they say it. At the end of time, you can have a lot of multiple births, like we're seeing in our generation. Because when you come to the Mashiach time, so twins and triplets and quadruplets, etc., because the Shemot are just being sent out of the goof quickly. So that's a sign of the Geulah that is coming. Comes again, the Mepharshim give a remez over here. We say... In the tefillah every day, Ubal Sion Goel Ul Shabbe Fesha. Goel Ul Shabbe Fesha, Rashetevot, Goof. So it says, Ubal Sion Goel, that's what Mashiach is going to come and order the Shamot, leave the Goof. Goof, Goel Ul Shabbe Fesha. Comes again, I'm going to teach you to be Yohanan Amar. Yohanan says, Lokiyem, Piriyah, Viribiyah. 
He says, no, you don't fulfill Bnei Avribiyah. Lashevet Yisara Ba'inan Ba'aleka. What's the purpose of Pirur Vukotim Yohanan? To populate the world. In order to keep the world uh, inhabited. Mm-hmm. You brought children in the world, they don't exist. They died. Therefore, you didn't fulfill them as well. Lashevet Yisara. You're not populating the world. They're not uh, perpetuating. So therefore, you do not fulfill them as well if they die. Comes to Gibran says, now, we have a klal bene banim harein kebanim that what grandchildren have a status of children. What's the question? So get Ashi bene banim harein kebanim kasal kadatach. Let's take a case over here. We have a father. Let's say the father is Avraham. Okay, he has children. Okay, let's say he has a, a boy and a girl. Let's say to fulfill the mitzvah. Let's say he has Reuven and he has Tamar. Okay, so it says, Either one of them died. Either Reuven or Tamar. One of his children died. Which means, let's say Reuven died. Okay, and, but Reuven, before he died, he left a son. So therefore his son, technically, according to this, we say, So he's able to join with his father's sister, right, which is his aunt, and therefore the grandfather can be fulfilling now to this child, or the opposite way, or if let's say Tamar dies, okay, and now uh, Tamar leaves a, uh, uh, a daughter. So therefore this daughter can join up, with his mother's brother, and therefore also the grandfather can be fulfilling Peru Urfu. And Aviyah Hayav or the Piriyav Rebiyah. So therefore the, the grandfather is off the hook. He fulfilled Peru Urfu through his grandchildren. Vita'ama was the logic. Shayalo Lemet Ben. That's only because the deceased before he died or she died had a child. Halavachet Lokiyem. But without this grandchildren, he did not fulfill the mitzvah. The shevet ba'ina, the kashel ravuna. Because according to ravuna, once already the grandfather, well, the, the original guy, Abraham, once he had his two children, Uven and Tamar, finished, came over. I don't care what happens to them after. What are you coming to tell me? Benebarim kibanim, so you can connect the grandchild to, to make up the one that died. You don't need that according to ravuna. According to ravuna, once you have two children. Okay, what happens to them? So in the fact that you have a statement over that says Bnei Banim Kebanim, that means you need the Bnei Banim in order to to make up for the Mitzvah Peru Urvu. So you see, it must be going like Rabbi Yochanan. Because if you're going according to Rabbi Huna, do I need Bnei Banim over here? No. But only according to Rabbi Yochanan. So Kavzik Yochanan says, Kitanya hi Lashlin. Rabbi Huna says, no, that you're learning the Brayta the wrong way. The Pshat in the Brayta is Lashlin, which means like this. We're talking about a guy who didn't have two children. We're talking about a guy who only had one child. For example, he had one son, Reuven. Uh, everybody knows for Pnevriyah with one uh, son. Quite the way we learn in court to our she taught, let's say. So therefore, Reuven now had a daughter. Oh, Benebarim Arem Kebarim. For that, Lashlim, to fulfill the mitzvah, you can fulfill the mitzvah. But in the Kedamina, when you have two already, I don't have to come on to the Benebarim. Look at Ashim. Kitanya Yahi Lashlim. Kegon, Shelo Ayalo Nezaken Ela Benehad. And he only had one son. Venasa ben Isha veolid bat. Right? That child they had a, a, a grandchild, a daughter. Patura zaken. Why? Shereshlim ze et chovato. Avariyavade meikara zacharun keba. But if originally he had a male and a female, tafidu metu belobanim kiyem peria veribia. So that's the shita of the Gemara with answers. Comes the Gemara continues and says. 
Metive on the second line. Bene bani barem kebanim. Which means it says that the grandchildren are like the children. So Gabbana gives a case. Met ehad mehem. Let's say a person has children. Okay? He has a boy and a girl, let's say. Met ahad mehem. But now one of them dies. Oshinimsa siris. Or let's say one of them is found out to be sterile. We cannot have children. Or for that matter, the girl. The boy is called a sleeze, the girl is called an ailonit. She's either one. Either he becomes a sleeze or the girl becomes an ailonit. So what do you see from over here? You see it's not enough. You see a double point over here. Number one, they got to be alive. Right? That's why met. Now you'll say, stop. You'll say, once he has a boy and a girl, I don't care what happens to them. But now you see even something extra in this bright. Not only do you see that they have to be alive, but they have to be fertile. They have to have the ability to reproduce. So therefore, the Gemara says, This is obviously a question against Ravuna. And the Gemara refutes Ravuna based on this question. Because according to Ravuna, what do I care? Guys, a boy and a girl. Finish, game over. What do you care whatever happens after? If one of them dies, if both of them dies, it doesn't matter. And uh, even if one of them becomes a sleaze, so what? It doesn't matter. According to you, Ravuna, they can both die. Also, oh, you see now, we're adding another element to the Yohanan Shitaba. It's not enough that they both have to be lived, but they have to be at least able, able to be produced. That's why if one of them is a sleaze, or one of them is a ilonit, lokiyim, it's vat, Amar Rav. Hakol modim. Everybody agrees. Be'eved she'en lo hayis. Everybody agrees that an eved kenani, once he's freed, he has no yihus. He's not connected to his children. Which means that whatever children he had before, there is no yihus between them. Dichtiv, as the pasuk says, shevu lachem po imahamor. And Avraham Avinu tells the Ezer and Yishmael when he's going to do the Akedah Yitzhak. He tells them, "Shemu lachem poim ahamor." So the Gemara says, "Ham hadome lahamor." Therefore, what's the nafkamin? I like hamorim. And therefore, let's say I have an avid kedani that had a lot of children. Correct. Now he's freed. Now he becomes a full-fledged Jew. Everybody agrees he's enough to fill periyavir biyah. She's the children that he had when he was an avid kedani. Even the Yohanan will agree. They're not considered related to him. Therefore, he's not fulfilling periyavir biyah. Avid kedani is different. Which is, there's a goy. And there's Evit Kanani. Evit Kanani is considered Hamor. Just like a Hamor has no Yehus. So therefore, the same thing with the Evit Kanani. Give us Metivet, give us a question. Ulsiva Hamisha Asar Banim Ve'eslim Avadim Siva was the Evit Kanani of Mephibosheth. Now, Mephibosheth was the son of Shaul. Shaul Amelech. So now, what does it say about Siva, Evit Kanani? He had 15 sons. So it seems what? That his children are being miyuhastim. Which is his children are considered his children. So how can you tell me that in the Eved Kanani in lo Yehus? You see what it says? He had 15 sons. Kabbalah says, Amar of Ahab Yaakov, Kefar ben Bakar. It's like saying Par ben Bakar. The Par, the son of the Bakar. I mean, they're, they're just giving you a fact. He had children. It doesn't mean that they have Yehustim. Just like no one's going to say when you say Par ben Bakar, that the Par has Yehus to the Bakar. So the same thing over here, we just tell you, there was a guy called Siva, he had 15 sons. So then go back to Baladan bin Baladan. You're telling me Baladan bin Baladan, you want to tell me when a goy is a goy, you children are children. Maybe also Baladan bin Baladan is like Par bin Bakar. No, it's different. Shani Adam, the Yahsinu Bishmaihu. Gabbara says, it gave us the name Ubishma de Abuhon. 
She's there and gave us his name and his father's name. Beladan bin Beladan. Mashiach Rabbi by Tziva. He just told us, Ramesh is about 15 sons. So if Evet Kirani, there's no Yehus. But a regular guy, there is Yehus. Another explanation is like this. You're right. Maybe I'll tell you, you have no raya. Maybe take away the Baladan bin Baladan case. Because Baladan bin Baladan, I can tell you really, it's like Par bin Bakar. And therefore you have no proof that a goy has Yehus. Oh, so then uh, how do you know uh, a goy has Yehus? says, We have a different proof. Because we see the Torah gives Yehus to the goyim out. By their father and their grandfather. Where do you see that? From the Khtim. The king Asa sent El Hadad ben Tabrimon ben Hezion Melech Arama Yosheb ben Damesek. So it says he sent the Hadad, the son of Tabrimon, the son of Hezion. So you see already you're giving a lineage to a goy whose father is Hadad ben Tabrimon, that's his father, ben Hezion, that's his grandfather. So according to this answer, the Gemara is saying, really, a goy has Yehus. How does Goy have Yehus? From this uh, father-grandfather situation over here. Hadad, Ben Tabrimon, Ben Hajuzib. If they don't have lineage, what are you giving me? Father, grandfather, give me all the generations. Aye, what about Baladan bin Baladan? That's not Aya. That's like Pad bin Bakar. That's no proof of it. Even though they gave me the the names. And uh, by Tziva, Tziva, there's no uh, uh, proof because you didn't give me anything. You just told me it's for 15 children. That's for sure Pad bin Bakar. So therefore, the Daf Kamila is Evid Kanaani, Elo Yehus. But a uh, goy, before he converts, yes, no, he holds the ones he converts. You have the makhluk and the and the shtakish. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.